Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. podcast. We are so excited that you are with us today. This is episode 160, A Lifetime of Homeschooling. Today is a really special week in my life. I'm turning 60. I That's a big birthday, you know, and all of a sudden it's here. You don't expect it. And um, first thing you know, I was born in 1962, and here it is, 2022, and I'm turning 60. There's something about this birthday. When I turned 50 10 years ago, I was still homeschooling, and there was so much busyness in my life. I had kids in college, kids in high school. It was just, you know, so much busyness. But now that I'm turning 60, all my children are graduated from college, and I have five grandchildren that I didn't have any 10 years ago. And so it's just an interesting time in my life. And because I have more quiet time in the house where I can actually pause and think deeply, I've been kind of looking back over my life and thanking the Lord for all the blessings and thanking him for getting me through all the challenges. And one thing I noticed, I stepped back and I said, oh, wow, homeschooling has played such a huge part in my life. It almost feels like I've had a lifetime of homeschooling, and it made me think about how God prepared me to homeschool, how I did homeschool, and then when my season, my last son graduated in 2016, and since then, I have been teaching homeschoolers in co-ops and online, and then I've also been coaching homeschool families and encouraging them and cheering them on. And so it's definitely something I really have loved. I loved my years of homeschooling. I started in 1991. um, And so it's just been a huge, huge blessing. So I want to just kind of take you back in time to the 60s and 70s and then the 80s and the 90s and then the 21st century and just kind of share um, really briefly what God has done and then how does that apply to you and how can you go through these same seasons? So the seasons that I went through in my life were preparation, my actual homeschool adventure, and then coaching um, other families. And we all know Titus 2 talks about older women teaching younger women. And I always thought of myself as a younger woman. And then, then all of a sudden, one day, I woke up and I was an older woman. So <laughs> it's awesome. If you're younger and you're thinking, oh, no, what will that be like? It's totally great. Don't worry. So let me go back in time to the 60s and the 70s. I was born in 1962. I graduated from college in 1980. So those years were basically two decades of schooling, lifestyle learning, and reading. My family loved books. They loved to read. We had all kinds of discussions around our family dinner table from politics to health to economics to all kinds of things. So even though I went to public school, it, we definitely had an atmosphere somewhat 
that we homeschool families enjoy. So when I think back to my life, my parents love to learn. They love to read. And every vacation we went somewhere, I remember going to Teddy Roosevelt's house. I remember going to Monticello. I remember visiting all kinds of museums and farms and wineries. And one time we visited a friend who was a jockey. And so we went to Saratoga and we saw the racetrack and um, all the ladies in their fancy hats at the race and what went on behind the scenes with the horses. And we just had so many fun trips and everywhere we went we always stopped somewhere that I didn't know was educational I just thought that's what everyone did when they traveled and of course I continued this tradition with my own children that was so special in my life especially visiting like the presidential homes or homes of famous people that was really special and it it just allowed you to see these famous people in such a new way and even history itself in a new way that it's about people it's people having ideas people trying them out people leading people teaching all these different things starting a business so anyway that was pretty much my life I you know my parents expected me to do really well in school so I did and they gave me lots and lots of books. I got books as presents for my birthday and Christmas. And we had bookshelf after bookshelf. And I had my own precious bookshelf. And I had books handed down to me from my grandmother, from my mother that I have gone on and passed down to my children. So that's just been very precious. Books were a big part of my life. And discussions, um, really intellectual discussions were a big part of my life, as well as some very, very silly ones. In those years of preparation, what God was doing was that I was acquiring a love of home, family, and learning. So even though I did not grow up homeschooled, I grew up in a home where education was really valued, family was really valued, taking care of elderly relatives, going to church, being moral, being faithful to your spouse, all of those things were just part of my culture, part of my life, and I definitely wanted them for my own family. And so God instilled so many things in my life that became natural to me. For example, and this isn't about homeschool. Well, it did. It does relate to homeschooling. So I grew up in a very hospitable home, third generation, well, fourth generation, because my great grandmother, who I never met, was also very hospitable. My grandmother and my mother had tons of parties in their home, tons of company in their homes. And we had teas, we had baby showers. We had let's meet the new pastor parties. We just had open houses. Anything that you can think of that involves hospitality, I saw it in my own home and in my, my grandparents' home. And I was, of course, you know, I got to help. I thought it was so exciting to pass the potato chips and, you know, to greet people when they came in the door. And so that played a large role in my life because... Being a pastor's wife and homeschooling, 
so much of getting together with people is inviting them into my home. And so I'm really, really grateful for that preparation. And so hospitality has always been really natural to me. And then as a believer in Jesus, it's just so much deeper because I want to open up my heart, my life. And so that's kind of the same thing that happened with homeschooling. God prepared me in this lifestyle of of books and learning and traveling to learn. And it all became very natural to me when I homeschooled. So our home, my homeschooling, because I grew up with books, I love books. Uh, you may say that I may be addicted to books. I hate to say that, but it could be true. My homeschooling has really centered around living books, biographies, literature, books that make learning interesting. And so how did I come to homeschool? Well, I told you I grew up in the public school system. I went to the University of Delaware. I got a bachelor's in nursing, and my husband and I moved out to to Arizona. And while we were in Arizona, I worked as a nurse for the Phoenix Indian Medical Center. So we took care of Native Americans from all kinds of neighboring tribes. If the clinic on the reservation couldn't take care of them, they were flown into Phoenix and to our hospital, and I took care of them. So that was a learning experience in itself. So I joined this Christian book club, and once you had to, you had to fill out a form to say you didn't want the book or the book would arrive. <laughs> I know. I know I shouldn't have gotten involved in it, but I did get a lot of good books. Well, anyway, this book arrived. I had forgotten to clip the postcard saying, no, I don't want it. And so it arrived, and it was by the Moors. And if you're a young homeschooler, you probably haven't heard of them. But if you're my age, 60s, you've definitely heard of the Moors, Raymond and Dorothy Moore. And they said, you know, learning should be natural. You don't have to push kids to learn. Let them learn at home. It's a better environment. And so I read their books, and it was just so weird to me because I had never met a homeschooler in my life. I'd never heard of homeschooling. This was my very first introduction to homeschooling. And I thought, well, I'm never going to homeschool. I'll just toss the book away. But I ended up keeping the book. I ended up reading it. I, I ended up being interested. And then we moved to Virginia Beach. And my husband went to seminary to get his Master of Divinity. And while we were there, there was... um a professor there who had designed a curriculum for teaching kids to write. And a lot of homeschoolers lived in Virginia Beach. Who knew? And by a lot, I don't mean like today. I mean, I met maybe 20 families that homeschooled. And that was a lot because back in those days, it was just still when I started homeschooling, it was still a little weird. You know, it wasn't mainstream. You had to be really quirky to do it. And so I met these homeschooling families. And the first thing I noticed was all their children were so well behaved. They were so polite. They were so kind. They could converse with adults. They love to read. They love to learn. And I thought, wow, I, I like that. And then I mentioned something to my husband and he said, well, that's really weird. He had never seen the book I had gotten by accident. He had never um, been exposed to homeschooling at all. He didn't know that some of these kids that we were meeting were homeschooled. So I, 
I said, well, there's this conference coming with a, a man named Greg Harrison. He evidently is an, an expert on homeschooling. <laughs> That's what I said. I, I didn't know what to call him. You know, he was definitely a pioneer in the American homeschooling movement. And so we went to this Greg Harris con- conference. And my husband was so appreciative of Greg Harris's heart. Now, we had a little toddler at the time, and I believe I was pregnant with Julian and my second child. So Mike just really appreciated how he went from the Bible. And basically what he showed us from the Bible was that education is our responsibility. We can delegate it to a Christian school. We can delegate it to the public schools. Or we can do it ourselves, but we're the ones accountable to God. And that really opened our eyes. We saw what he was saying from the Bible. And my husband on the way home said, honey, I want you to homeschool. And I thought, whoa, I just wanted him to be open to it. And now we're definitely doing it. So um, over the years, I, some subjects I was able to teach, some subjects I learned right along with my kids. Like I really had a deficit in geography. So we spent a lot of time. We had a lot of fun um, learning geography together. And I even ended up writing a textbook unit study on geography. So, you know, who knew that would happen? It was really an exciting time. And I was learning during those homeschool years. I started in 1991, and I told you that my son graduated in 2016. So that's a really, really long time. And during those years, I had such an appreciation of what God had blessed me with in my husband, in my children, um, in just the whole concept of home, of having a home, having a family, being together. It really was a wonderful time in my life. And obviously, I spent a lot of years doing it. It was an adventure. It was a journey of self-discovery for my children, for me. It was an adventure of acquiring knowledge, acquiring understanding, and acquiring wisdom. And It was a time of great change. When I started homeschooling my children, there was no internet. And I talked about that last month in episode 159 about internet wisdom because internet was not an issue. I'd never even heard of it. And by the time I graduated my son, everyone had iPhones. Everyone could watch TV online. They could, you know, you could message online. There was all kinds of weirdness. And so it was like the best of times, the worst of times. And, um, but there was so much change during the years that I homeschooled. And it was much easier, honestly, to homeschool my older children because we were almost isolated in our home. I could impart my faith to them. They could receive it. And by the time they were assaulted by the world, they had strong, strong foundation. So anyway, it was just, um, you you can hear more about the screen time in episode 159 and what we did um, and what we didn't do, because we definitely there are things I wish we had done that we didn't do. So anyway, moving on, we discovered together in the challenges of life, because you can imagine during that time, a lot changed. 
my parents both got very sick and I ended up losing them. They passed on and um, there was homeschooling and taking care of elderly parents. And some of you say, yeah, you know, I'm homeschooling my high schooler now and that's going on. I'm taking care of elderly parents and it's hard. Or maybe you have even younger ones. So during the homeschool adventure, we learned what was the priority and what was not? Because some years we could do everything. And some years we had to just do the very essentials. So in that time, I discovered that I call them the seven R's. I'm kind of, you know, like tweak, tweaking the words a little bit to get that. But it would be reading, arithmetic, see, arithmetic, writing with the R as the second letter, Rhetoric, research, and right living. But the very first star is relationships. And relationships really matter when you're homeschooling. And I always tell people when they want to start homeschooling, if your relationship with your children isn't good, it will be very hard to homeschool. So take time and build that relationship. And beyond the relationship being good, your children should treat you with respect. They should obey you. You should be able to say, go get your school books, honey, and they should go get them. And you shouldn't have a big meltdown every time you ask them to do something. So we focused on reading, math, and writing. Those were the essentials. We love history, love geography. My favorite subject to teach is history and geography. But we focused on these essentials and we brought them into other subjects. So we read books in science. We read books in history. We read books in geography and we, we did writing assignments in those subjects so that by the time my kids were ready to start high school, they were very fluid writers. They were very fluid readers and they could do a very advanced level math because we had really focused on those things we also so taught our children to speak to communicate through um yes we did do some formal speeches but mostly just learning to talk to people learning to greet people learning to express their opinions in a respectful way um and so that was important then to research to use books to look up things how to skim through a table of contents just very basic research skills but some advanced research skills too and we taught them the lord's ways we taught them to live the bible way we taught them to obey the word of god and and that his ways are good and if you obey him if you walk in his ways It's such a blessed life. It's such an, honestly, it is such an easier life. And I can tell you that as a pastor's wife, because I've counseled so many people that haven't walked in God's ways and they suffer such difficult consequences. And so we not only wanted our children to have a relationship with the Lord, but we wanted to teach our children how to walk in his ways, how to live for him. So that was very, very important to us. Now. My children all graduated from from high school, and they all graduated from college. So one of them went on to get a master's, and one of them is thinking about it right now, of possibly getting a master's. But at this point now, I just have to be honest. I'm not sure that college is the best idea for everyone, because in some academic colleges in a university, the focus is more on 
acquiring a world view than actually learning things. Now, my children that majored in business, um, one of my daughters majored in accounting, another son majored in engineering, they weren't as affected by that, but the others really were. And college was just a really, um, yes, they learned things and they graduated, but it was spiritually a difficult time. So just, you know, don't feel like when you homeschool, you have to send your kids to college. But if you want to, of course, prepare for that. But that that is another thing that's kind of changed since I started homeschooling. Um, not so much it wasn't that way when I started, but it's gotten progressively worse. So my goal was to pass the baton of faith to my children. And I'm happy to tell you that my oldest daughter is married. She has four children and she's homeschooling them. And I applaud her. She hasn't had to go through the learning phase that I went through. She just has so much confidence because to her, it's really natural. She grew up homeschooling. It's just very natural to homeschool. So I've told you about my preparation phase. I've told you about my homeschool adventure phase. And then there was the coaching phase. Now, in the coaching phase, that's what I'm in now. That's been since 2016. I would say coaching and teaching because I've really, really enjoyed teaching in homeschool co-ops, leading homeschool co-ops, and even teaching online, which is kind of my newest adventure that um, began this past school year. And I've just finished up my first year of teaching two classes online. Next year, I'm going to teach more. So that has been really cool because I love to cheer people on. I love to say, you can do it. And if you're thinking about homeschooling and you're listening to this, you can do it. And I guarantee you, if you look back at your life, you will see that God has been preparing you, maybe not in the same ways as me, but in other ways. I also love to come alongside families and just help them and say, um, well, you know, your family's unique, so you will need to decide how to handle this. Here are some things that work for me. Here's some other families I know, and they tried this. And I just love that. And I love seeing how each family is unique. I love seeing how each family um, God has a plan for each family and it's just so exciting. So I love watching that unfold in homeschooled families. So my question to you is, what stage are you in? Are you in the preparation stage? Maybe you haven't begun to homeschool, but you can see God's preparing your heart. Maybe he's putting people in your life that can give you an example of what homeschooling looks like. Maybe you had a home like mine where you just grew up loving to learn and you just think, yeah, I'd really like to teach my children. Maybe you are homeschooling. Maybe you're in that adventure. Maybe you have little ones or high schoolers or a mix of all like I did. And that is just so wonderful to be in the homeschooling adventure. Maybe you're done with homeschooling and you're wondering what to do next. Well, I encourage you to be a Titus II woman and pour into the next generation of homeschool moms. But the real interesting thing is about these stages is that they overlap so much. Like, even though I'm finished with my official homeschooling adventure, God is still preparing me and he's still teaching me things and using me to impart and to cheer others on. So, and when I was still homeschooling, 
I was actually doing this coaching and helping other families. So I just wanted to share that with you that those phases overlap. And I bet right now, if you stopped and looked, you could see preparation going on. You could see the actual homeschooling and you could see how God is using you to cheer others on. And I think that's so exciting. And I just want to encourage you to get the most out of each stage. We can be so tempted to live our lives with our eyes on the next stage. Okay, you know, I'm going to retire. So I've got to focus on saving money for retirement. Or, hey, I'm pregnant with this child and I I want to homeschool them one day. So I'm preparing with all these different things. And I'm, I'm focused on this and focused on this. Well, you're in the preparation stage and all of that is good, but also focus on the Lord and your husband and your child and enjoy these moments because they go by so fast. Just yesterday, I was 25 with a little baby and, and another one on the way and life and we were having tea parties and, and walking to the playground. And here I am now with grandchildren it just goes by so fast so don't spend all of your time focused on the next season enjoy the season that you are and give the most give to your children give to your family give to the lord plug into a local church and be encouraged in the lord and encourage others because see god has a plan for your life yes it is so much bigger than homeschooling But homeschooling can fit so well into that plan because it's so much about what the kingdom of God is like. Mentoring, relationships, faith, prayer, the word of God, living for his glory. There's just so much overlap um, for homeschooling and also for the rest of your life. So whatever stage you are in, I encourage you. Give the most you can and receive the most you can and enjoy the season. And like I said, those seasons all kind of overlap. I want to also share something really exciting with you in honor of my 60th birthday. We have decided to have a huge sale at Powerline Productions. So on my website, powerlineprod.com. P-O-W-E-R-L-I-N-E-P-R-O-D.com. Every digital product is 60% off, and that's only for one week. So if you're listening to this in a couple months, I'm so sorry. It's only for this one week. May 15th to May 22nd, 2022. So here's the code. Happy BD60. So grab the code. Go to powerlineprod.com. You can see this information in our show notes. This is episode 160, A Lifetime of Homeschooling. So you can definitely go grab the code there and just follow the link. There'll be a link in the show notes. I just want to bless you because I have been so blessed for 60 years. And I want to bless you and cheer you on in your homeschool adventure. And we have some great resources. We have high school courses. We have history fun, like 
history parties, like let's have our own medieval banquet, let's have our own luau, let's have our own Victorian tea, let's have our own ancient Greek Olympics. So all of those things, timelines, cookbooks, geography unit studies, history unit studies, Christmas unit studies, fun with fractions. We've just got so much good stuff. We have notebooking, we have lab books, we have unit studies. We even have textbooks, history of the 20th century. And wow, there is just so much. You've got to check it out, powerlightprod.com, and use the coupon code to get 60% off for this one week. And thank you so much for joining me. I just pray that you'll have such a joyful season of preparation, of homeschool adventure, and of coaching, passing on what you've already learned. God bless you, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.